Hello and welcome to Run With Horses. This is Wednesday, the Walk the Dog Wednesday edition. Although today it is a rainy, cold day outside in Japan, so there'll be no walking the dog today. The daddy will leave that to the son who needs to learn discipline and responsibility so you can walk your own dog. Uh, Instead, um, we get to sit in the office and think about uh, what it takes to grow spiritually. So today I have something shorter than normal, probably because I'm not walking the dog and don't have as much time. But um, thinking about Philippians chapter 4, verse 9, those things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Um, that do, put it into practice, carry out these things. I think that's really, really important um, it seems like on a regular basis I come across someone here in Japan, whether it's a Japanese who really doesn't have a um, church background at all, so they don't really know what the Bible teaches, and having heard something they want to know what are my next steps, or someone who has gotten to Japan and has spent years maybe away from the church, away from God, not not having spent a lot of time in the Bible for the last several years, and now they're wanting to get back um, in touch with God. They're looking at uh, reigniting their spiritual life. All of these people have a similar question. What do I need to do? And I think here, uh, particularly verses 8 and 9, verse 8 really talks about what you need to think about. You know, our mind really controls what we do. We think of in the Bible, it says our, out of the heart flows all these things. Uh, it is our, our desires flow out of our heart, and then our mind processes our desires and uh, leads to what we do. Well, if we want to grow, if we want to be more like Christ, if you want to be a disciple, if you want to be a disciple maker, um, I, I think the number one recommendation that I've ever given is to spend a lot of time in the New Testament, particularly a lot of time in Paul's letters, because Paul uh, was a disciple-maker. Jesus was too, and you see more the story of how Jesus taught the disciples and some of the content, but Paul really gives you a lot more of the how, uh, and he gives you the practice of it. Uh, You know, we don't have the same abilities that Jesus had, So when we look at Paul and see the things that he did, the way that he interpreted uh, Jesus' life and teaching and practice, uh, we're much closer to Paul than we are to Jesus as far as how we can carry out this process of of being a disciple and making disciples. So here you have, Paul gives very clearly um, advice to the church at Philippi, these, those things that you've learned, that I've taught you, those things that you've received from me and received from other people who have um, followed Christ and are teaching Christ, you, you've heard the messages, you've seen them in me, you've seen them in other uh, disciples, do those things. Uh, practice them. Carry them out. And I think that really is the key. We, we often hear biblical messages, we read the Bible, and we walk away without any indi- any intention of doing anything different, of changing anything in our life. And we consistently do that uh, week in and week out. Uh, one of the things that I've thought about 
a lot for the last several years is how that we, as the church, really in many ways are building hypocrites when week after week, uh, we as pastors, as leaders in the church, as Sunday school teachers, teach these deep biblical truths that should be life-changing. They should be attacking the selfishness at your heart, attacking your desires, pointing out where your thought processes are not right, pointing out where your actions need to change. Week after week, we're teaching these lessons. As we sit in the pews, we're hearing these lessons, and people get up and walk out the door without another thought about that message. And quite often, uh, because the pastor's now trends, uh, transferring his mind, his planning to uh, Wednesday or Thursday or the men's group that meets on Thursday night or Saturday morning or next week Sunday school or whatever problem the church is facing, he also is not really thinking about how can I help our church go forward and actually practice, actually do these things. We spend much more time teaching and make it an intellectual exercise and not anywhere close to enough time talking together, praying together, practicing what God says. I think that's really the key to the spiritual life. Uh, The things that Jesus taught, the things that Paul taught, the majority of them, when it comes down to the practice, they're not complicated to understand. And yes, Peter said, you know, Paul talked about things that were hard to understand. Definitely there is some theology that's hard to understand. But when it comes down to how you're supposed to live, it's not that complicated to understand. The problem is we make no effort or very, very little effort to really live it out consistently on a day-to-day basis. And that's really where the problem comes in. Where We spend the time maybe to study or to read the Bible, but we don't spend equal amount of time or more time meditating on it, processing it, considering how do I put this into practice. And that's hugely important. Um, we have to consider what God teaches, try to understand it, uh, pray about it, ask God to work in our hearts to show us where we need to change. But then it actually also takes that intentional effort to change. I think if you do that, what you'll find is that uh, you will change. And instead of people spending years going, you know, I'm still struggling with the same things I was struggling with five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago, uh, you'll be able to look back and say, you know what, I'm different than I was. And it's that consistent effort to practice, to do the things that God says. Um, so much, and even something simple like love one another. The, the one another's in the New Testament are hugely important. Uh, We really should spend more time going through those and thinking about our church and saying, how do I practice this in my church body? In my church family, how am I living out these one another's? Because that's the do. (laughs) That's the practice that we're supposed to be doing. Um, How do we love one another? What does that look like? It's not just a a feeling that we say, well, you know, I, I love people in my church. Really? Do they know that? Uh, How have they seen that in your life? What words have you used that express that you love them? What actions do you do consistently that show that you love them? Uh, This is much like marriage counseling. Uh, In marriage counseling, one of the first questions 
often ask the guys, well, how do you love your wife? Well, sure. Does she know that you love her? Well, of course, I've told her. Um, okay, what actions do you do on a consistent basis that show, that prove that you love your wife? Well, I bring home a paycheck. <laughs> okay, well, that's probably not, uh, not sufficient. It's a good thing that you bring home a paycheck. Uh, there are a lot of men that don't, but she expects a little more. She needs a little more. Um, what do you do that, that illustrates your love to the church, that proves your love to your church family? Um, and I think we need that level of thinking about all of the one another's as we think about our, our church family, about practicing the things that the church needs to carry out. So uh, things like bear one another's burdens. Um, it's not a difficult concept to understand, but when we get to putting it into practice, we're forced to think about it at another level. Say, are you bearing your your church's burdens? Are you helping? Um, and some people say, well, I don't know what they are. Ah, okay. Well, there's your first assignment. You don't have the relationship with your church that would lead you to understand what their burdens are, because I guarantee you there are people in your church who have burdens. And if you don't know what they are, that's a sign that your relationship is not where it should be. Uh, if you know where they are and you don't care, well, that's a different problem. If you know what they are and they care, uh, but you don't know how to help, okay, that also is a different issue, but we need to approach it. We need to think about it. We need to ask the question, how do I put these things into practice? So uh, this week, as you think about your life, about your spiritual growth, about where you are in your walk with Christ, um, how are you doing? Ask yourself, how am I doing? in practicing the things that I've learned. I guarantee you, if you spent very much time at all uh, in church, you've heard lots of messages that challenge you to live differently, that challenge you to think differently. How are you doing in practicing? Do you take that intentional time to consider your life, to consider where you are, and to consider where God wants you to be? Uh, and do you make the effort to practice it? Again, if you understand what I'm saying, I'm not saying we're going to do this perfectly. But we need to be attempting to put into practice the things that the Bible teaches, the things that we've learned. Um, that's our baseline as a disciple. And then as we grow and become a disciple maker and look around us and see other people in our church who we can encourage and help and assist, part of that relationship is helping them, encouraging them to learn, to see it practiced, see you practicing it, and then to try it themselves, to do the things that the Bible teaches. And they're learning it both through the lessons, but they also learn it through seeing mature believers in the church live the Christian life. So this is hugely important. And it seems like um, we go through waves maybe in our life, times when we do really well for short periods. And then we kind of get distracted and stop making those efforts. So uh, let me just encourage you, keep, keep going. Keep making the efforts. Keep learning, certainly. But when you learn, ask yourself, how do I put this into practice? And as you consistently do that, uh, I, I believe that you will grow. As you consistently pursue God's Word, as you consistently spend time in prayer, as you consistently talk about these things with your church family, uh, you will encourage your church family to grow. You will encourage others by your growth. And as the end of verse 9 says, the God of peace 
will be with you. Have a great day.